0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the ATP Performance Podcast. I am your host, Coach Joe Anklum here, and with the owner and founder, as well as head coach, James Johnson here, Dr. James Johnson, I should say. Um, Today's episode is going to be another origin episode, and today it is going to be yours truly. We are going to be going over my story and discussing things a little bit, so I'm going to flip it over in a second here to uh, to James to kind of do a little bit of uh, the hosting for today. And we're gonna get into it, just talk about my athletic background, what got me into sports as a kid, and then kind of evolve that into what where I am today with coaching and um, clients and and my overall own athletic pursuits. So we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll get right into it. So James, if you want to take over as a yeah. host here,
1: Yeah, I can't quite have you interviewing yourself. That would just be a little <laughs> bit of an awkward episode. Um, yeah, so like Joe said, uh, we're gonna kind of detail everything. Um, And we were talking off air really quickly, uh, just about like the variation uh, or like the divergence in in your path kind of recently or or semi-recently. And I think that'd be a good topic for people to hear about because a lot of people, if they're thinking of online coaching, all they think about is bodybuilding, powerlifting, that's it, right? Or like weight loss in general, where there's a lot of other options. And that's something that you kind of can bring across where like, when we met, what, back 2017? So even though like you're a new coach for us, we've known each other for a while. I feel like our paths then were very similar. We're now, I mean, quite quite different. Uh, if anyone follows Joe, you know he's doing a lot of running and concurrent training and we'll dive into that um, where I have not done cardio in quite some time. So <laughs> I need to. I actually picked up a jump rope the other day for the first time and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to do this, right? I don't have to go outside in the frozen tundra that is upstate New York. I can stay in my garage, do some jump rope. But um, but yeah, before I get off on a too much of a tangent, let's dive into who is Coach Joe. Um, So like we did with my episode, let's start it as far back as you want to go. Let's talk sports, because I know that was a big part of your background. Let's talk academics, if you want to touch on that a little bit and just see where it takes us.
0: Yeah, no. So honestly, sports have definitely been something that have always been a part of my life ever since I was a kid. My first sport that I participated in of any kind was, was baseball. Actually, it's funny enough, my birthday is July 27th, so it's a summer birthday. So for anyone who's a summer birthday kid, either you're ahead of your grade or you're behind in your grade, essentially. And so that's kind of up to your parents where, ironically enough, one of my best friends in high school who actually played sports pretty much my whole life with me, he was born the day after me, but he was a complete year ahead of me. So it's kind of one of those funny things where he, we were only the same age, essentially for one day. And why mm-hmm. this is relevant is when my when I was basically turning, um, I would have been four at the time uh, and it was the summer. My dad basically convinced our, uh, at that time it would be U5 baseball coach to let me play on the U5 team <laughs> as a four-year-old. So my dad's like, he's like, no, he's, he, he can definitely, uh, you know, play with the kids a little bit older than him. So I think that was kind of the start of me you know, learning uh to get to get ahead and, you know, keep up with the people around me, whether I wanted to or not, if I wanted to play. So <laughs> I played baseball. And that was really my main sport I played and focused on until I could start playing other sports. So then I think it was basketball after that. And then in fifth grade, I, I started playing football, which football was my uh, definitely my my love and, and my main sort of passion, the thing that I really enjoyed. Um, so yeah. I actually was not one of the kids who played like flag football or anything before that. So I really did basketball and um. In, in baseball and I was always short I was always a really tiny small kid both short and and just small in general and so uh basketball obviously didn't didn't uh, pan out the best I was a point guard and I was a pretty scrappy defender but you know not really ideal but baseball I was, I was very good at baseball and um and then in football yeah I just kind of used that that size to, to help me and so um when I got to uh when I got to high school I, actually the other sport I did before High school was uh actually took took up wrestling, my my eighth grade mm-hmm. year. So everyone was always like, you should be you'd be a good wrestler, you'd be a good wrestler. And our gym teacher was the wrestling coach in eighth grade. And so he he convinced me to do wrestling. And honestly, we'll get into this more later and kind of segue it back, but wrestling taught me so much if I think what uh maybe why I like the uh the, the the pain a bit of uh, endurance mm-hmm. training and that sort of thing. I kind of enjoy that side of things because I think wrestling taught me that hard work aspect and um, definitely made like football conditioning as you know. F- so, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, I was doing football conditioning. You know, it's like, oh, it's summer, it's tough. You know, then you get into wrestling and you're like, okay, football's conditioning is nothing. You know, like this is, mm-hmm. we'll, t- we'll take it, you know. So, um so yeah, so I did wrestling eighth grade year. And then as I got into high school, that's when I obviously, like a lot of kids have to kind of, figure out what they really want to do and uh, you realize like oh there's like seasons and you can't just do all these random sports at once you know whether you want to or not so that's when I yeah in high school I, I really again focused in on on football I actually um, made the determination I didn't want to play baseball anymore so like a lot of kids you know you might get burnt out of certain sports definitely happened to me with baseball and um, that was kind of the uh, again the the focus point where I really dialed things in and started even Uh, At that point, you know, kind of focusing my other sports around football as being my main sport. So I did wrestle my freshman year. I was able to uh, to uh, make the varsity team. And unfortunately, I had to cut weight. And of course, this is way prior to my knowledge of nutrition that I have now. And so I was actually about 125 pounds. So kind of getting back to being small, I was under five foot pretty much all throughout uh, my my pre high school days. And, uh, so I wrestled at like 93 pounds, my eighth grade year. So that kind of puts it in perspective. So about under five foot, um, I might've been a little bit over five foot in eighth grade, you know, seventh grade was kind of, I had a little bit of a growth spurt finally. Right. Um, and then, and then, uh, yeah, and, and pretty much, you know, it was pretty tiny. And so then high school, I, again, I I do remember because freshman year, I wanted to make my goal is to make one Oh three. And my actual coach at the time was like, you have the, you have a really natural ability at wrestling where if you could cut to 103 and, you know, this is the mindset and this is, you can talk about this later, but it's like, if you can cut to 103, you know, you're going to have a better chance because you're going to be stronger you know. And he was right, but it was like, you know, knowing what the give I had to, you know, sort of put out there to uh, to have the take mm-hmm. of the benefits. It was like, not worth it. So I actually was able to make a spot at 112 instead, which even that from 125 was not fun to cut to. And um, you know, I'm wearing tons of clothes, like you know, leggings and like sweating during practice, trying to lose, you know, five, eight pounds in a whole practice. So it's just like, you know, obviously all water weight. And uh yeah, so that's kind of when I started to just reframe my mindset where I'm like, all right, football's your main sport, Joe, you need to maybe you know prioritize your winters to be a little bit more about gaining some muscle gaining some weight so you're not getting crushed out mm-hmm. there you know so
1: so we at this point were you supplementing with some resistance training at all or was it all just sports specific stuff
0: great great question so honestly i think eighth grade was the first ever like introduction to actual a uh, weight room where we i think we had a unit in gym in eighth grade where we went in the, the weight room at our middle school which was nothing special but it was something and we we started to actually move some weight around and doing things other than, you know, maybe like push ups or things like that that we did in, you know, wrestling or like, really, that was about it, you know, other sports, we really didn't do anything like that. So eighth grade was the first time not very structured again, like gym class unit, then freshman year, so it would have been, it would have been my summer of freshman year for football that I would have ever been introduced to weights. So actually, at that time, um. Uh, I'm glad you asked because I was I was actually doing like um, we were introduced a strength coach at the time our our high school had a bunch of different head coaches unfortunately during my time there but originally we were taught like Olympic lifting and um, we were doing like power cleans we were like Mm -hmm. very much oriented into um, like some some very uh, you know pretty pretty advanced athletic based movements Um, and you know there's some coaches now who don't even you know do Olympic lifts just because they are so technical um, you know Mm -hmm. for the give and take but I was actually fortunate and I I liked them. It was fun. So that was kind of the time that we uh, first were introduced to resistance training, but I never gained weight. I didn't eat enough. I knew that now. And I knew that, you know, I eventually learned that, which we'll get into, but I just did not eat enough. Right. So I probably did gain strength. I was benefiting from that. Um, But I I literally, so I, I, like I wrestled, you know, fast forward a bit, I wrestled at, you know, 112, cut from about 125. I graduated high school at 125. So that kind of sums that up. So I definitely was much stronger. You know, I, I definitely got got pretty strong. I was able to clean like 225, um, you know, which is obviously really pretty, pretty huge. Uh, and I was only mm-hmm. like the only guy on the team that would full clean. If anyone, you know, maybe talking foreign language to some people, but basically when you do a full clean, like as you see Olympic lifters with their squat actually all the way down, you know, fully, you know, ass to grass, uh, you know, and they're trying to catch it as low as possible. I was like, well, I just have to do that in order to, you know, hit yeah. the weight that I was but you know, our coaches are trying to get us to do power cleans, but they were like, no, 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 you can do that. You know, if, if that works for you. So yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. I was, you know, very, uh, very fast, very fast switch muscle fibers, but um always little. And so, uh, so yeah, so I eventually uh, high school, I basically, my main sports football, like I mentioned, wrestled for one year. And then in the fall I was talked into uh, to doing pole vault. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting, interesting topic. Um, again, same thing. Coaches were like, you know, we want you to do tracks. I definitely did like the sprint workouts and stuff and, Maybe that kind of is also uh, helps me with my background now, I think with running and I will get into that too, but, um, but yeah, but I did pole vault. So that was really kind of an interesting thing, but, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, but our coaches, it it was very, um, again, very oriented around athletic-based movements. Um, and honestly, and this is something that I really kind of think about now. Um, and I, you might give me some input on what you maybe faced in high school. Did your coaches ever talk about nutrition when you were a kid? Like when you were that young, like even anything,
1: No understanding of it, really. I know that some of the football guys, because like, the way our high school set up, like if you weren't on the track team or the football team, you really weren't lifting. I Mm -hmm. lifted, I did a similar thing in like ninth grade where we had a unit. And it was literally, it was elective. You could do it as part of your gym class, or you could do like the regular gym class. I signed up for it. I was like the only non-football player in it. And that was like the only lifting I did. And then that was only one class one year. And then it just kind of faded away where I really didn't start lifting until college. So even on the lifting side, I didn't have a great education then. Um, But no, no one, no one spoke nutrition. Some of the football guys were taking like whey protein and creatine at the time. And that was like, oh my God, like what's that? Right. So I was like hearing of these things, but it wasn't in my circle. So I didn't ever really learn about it at all. I was just, um, I was eating my mom's cooking, whatever it was. And like you definitely like chronically unreading. like I would eat breakfast in the morning. But most days like wouldn't pack a lunch didn't really bring too much for lunch for like snack or when I could drive like sometimes drive to like Chick-fil-A down the road and get like a chicken sandwich. And then I would just eat dinner at home. But like, I think I actually calculated once there was a lot of time spent eating like 13 to 1500 calories probably.
0: I, and it's crazy because during those times we were all like, you go like all day without eating, like, like you're saying. And then you, that's during the time where you were like probably the most active a lot of times in people's lives where they were like doing sports every day after school. And then, you know, hanging out with their friends or whatever. And it's like, and I get it, especially at school, if you don't bring food, like that's a huge amount of hours throughout the day that you don't have food, even if you eat a big lunch, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, no wonder looking back, but yeah, but no, so actually speaking of pole vault I think so I did pole vault for like three years of high school. And so um, my coach at the time was actually my defensive back coach um, as well. And um, Mm -hmm. shout out Dan D'Amico. He's the man. So he, he actually was the first person who actually started teaching me things. Right. So he would give us the why behind things. And he Mm -hmm. gave me, he probably was one of the, one of the people who helped me with expanding my, my vertical ability to be able to do some of the crazy box jumps. Anyone, if you've ever seen me, do uh, mm-hmm. because he so for pole vault, because obviously, whether you think so or not, you definitely are still jumping. Um, you know, there's a lot going on there, and it's a technical sport, and pretty crazy to think that I did it. Um, but uh, yeah, and I went like 12, six, so like 12 feet six inches in the air. Like that's it's nothing crazy, like if you know pole vaulting, but it was pretty pretty solid. You know, I helped our team pretty pretty decently, but I wasn't our best pole vaulter. One of my uh, other friends, he was pretty good but we got into lifting really intensely during pole vault because our coach was actually really focusing on uh, a lot of uh, vertical abilities um you know our you know hip flexor strength that sort of thing because you're you're like jumping off like one leg kind of like doing like a layup or like a dunk off of one foot in uh, in basketball um very similar so we did a lot of lifting with him and i think that was the first time where i actually started to see progress and then that was like my junior year spring, right? So then my senior year, I knew that my senior year was gonna be my senior year of football. So that summer, then I did take it more seriously, where I, I mm-hmm. knew I wanted to gain weight. And you know, then I maybe started to have people say, like, you know, you gotta eat more, which they were right, you know, but still not very like con- contextual, like actual evidence or uh advice, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, and so then I think that that year was a year ago i got up every day we had like you know our team wanted to like you know especially the seniors really wanted to rally around us to like all right we know this lifting thing is going to help us you know with football but it was the same thing like i, I think now that i'm thinking back very much in, in our school is the same way if you didn't play football um you know or if you weren't like in track you didn't do any sort of you know lifting like that at all um which is like sad because it's like you like a soccer team would have benefited for sure from all the stuff we were doing athletic based you know or like the track team you know like um what, what we were doing they would have benefited for sure like or any sport you know like volleyball like they working under vertical you know so but um but yeah so that was the beginning of things and um I, I like started to definitely like the process of getting better but again I knew I was not eating and and you know doing the things that I needed to rather at the same time like I said all group all my guys you know we were all getting together and I think somebody had told us about like creatine and whey and so we did start taking whey we did start taking creatine but at that point you don't we didn't think of it as like, you know, protein. You think of it as like this magic powder. That it's this like, magic powder. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and then you're like reading a creatine. And so then you get into like the weird, like the weird, uh, you know, like, like, Oh, is there, what are the side effects? And then I remember the big thing back then was like, you got to drink enough water with the creatine. Otherwise you get headaches. And it's like, yeah, I've heard of that happening, but like, I don't, you know, like one of my buddies, he he swore, he's like, no, I get headaches from the creatine. And it's like, he definitely might've, but it was like, maybe you just didn't drink enough water in general, you know, like, I don't think well, yeah, the creatine... probably dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> or,
1: yeah. or the big one was, um, like ple- people just like placeboing themselves. They like, take oh, yeah. creatine. They're like, Oh, I'm jazzed up now. It's like physiologically. That's not how that works. It's not totally. a stimulant. Like yep. You're yeah. not feeling that.
0: But... Oh yeah. It's like, did you also take pre workout? Cause I would put my money on that. Oh, that was also the yeah. time I did. I remember now, actually speaking of supplements, um, that was my first introduction to pre-workout as well. And I think okay. my first pre-workout was, um, a muscle farm product. Um, all I know that it, it was baby blue. It was that, like a blue raspberry. And this is when I started to figure out that you should not take pre-workout maybe like first thing in the morning, unless your stomach's acclimated to it. Because that's when I was like, Oh my, like speaking of the jazz, like, you know, like the first three lifts, I'm like, just, you know, feeling just amazing. And then, I had to go out in the hallway and, you know, take care of business and, you know, <laughs> it, and then I come back in yeah, didn't need anything, nothing in my stomach. You know, that, that, that's another, you know, thing where it's just like, oh man, you know, no wonder I felt like crap. So you didn't need anything beforehand, but it would be like five 30 in the morning. So it was really early, you know, it wasn't really, again, conducive to any of that, that I probably didn't eat anything, but maybe I, like a shake ran the class, you know? So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the beginning of, uh, of, of you know, the, the high school years, the kind of, and honestly, I would say, even though I didn't, you know, do things perfectly, I would say that compared to a lot of other people, we did have some decent people that were at least given us some sort of information, especially on the actual weight training side and um, mm-hmm. the training, you know, overall side of things. So that was positive, but yeah, definitely not Um, throughout high school, literally until after high school, I graduated, there was no nutrition knowledge mm-hmm. at all. So that's why I graduated at 125 probably, yeah. you know,
1: aside from my own doing as well <laughs> or yeah, lack thereof. Yeah. I got into trouble in college for the exact opposite reason. It was like, why am I not losing weight on oh, putting ranch on everything and drinking Gatorade because Gatorade's a sports drink, right? So I'm healthy instead of drinking soda. And then you start like breaking things down, learning what macros and calories are. And you're like, oh, I'm taking in like 150 grams of fat just from the healthy salads I'm eating and I'm getting an extra... 250 grams of carbs a day because i'm chugging you know three glasses of gatorade after each practice because that's better than water and better than soda like yeah not really <laughs> yeah so let's let's advance it right so after high school uh you finished high school big into track and football what's next for you
0: yeah so after high school honestly my senior year of football i really enjoyed it um it was the first time I ever like in each practice like just like full on put my all into it. Right. It was like the first time I ever, like, I think it really sank into me that I might never play football again. And I was kind of starting to realize like, wow, like what am I supposed to do after this thing? You know, like, what do we get, what do we do after, after, uh, after high school? Cause I was honestly one of those kids who was very oriented with sports. I loved it. Like, I just loved the team aspect. And honestly my high school team was not very good. Like we were, we were okay at track. Like we we were, but I, I genuinely like started to realize I just, you know, liked the sport aspect and, so I really tried to make the most of every practice and I busted my ass during that senior year. That was the first time I really started to realize that hard work, like it's super cheesy, right. But like hard work really pays off. And the reason the first time that that happened to me was when I was voted team captain after our preseason or uh, like, you know, it was like the summer camp at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like was like, you know, thinking back, like, I was like, I do deserve this. Like, cause I was busting my ass, like speaking to con- conditioning, like I was you know, full on pushing it every sprint, and you know, there's those guys like our team wasn't very good, so we had those guys who were just dogging it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I started to be the guy who probably other guys maybe didn't like at certain times where I was like, you know, let's get it going, like, I was coaching, you know what I mean? And it, that started to flip a switch in my head. Um, so yeah, I was out there balling, like, I was trying to play as much as I could, you know, like as best I could. Um, I was our uh, I played D back, um, so I was a corner, and then uh, unfortunately, the, one of my good buddies, uh, even to this day, he, he broke his leg um our senior year so I had to hop over to safety but yeah I loved I loved it I loved you know defending passes I loved hitting like even though I was a little dude I was out there throwing my you know 125 pound body I like of course I was listed at like 5'8 you know 150 like I didn't think I got I I didn't get to 150 till like (laughs) three years after high school maybe it was super funny but uh but yeah so I was I had a great time and so then you know speaking of after high school you know, went through my senior year and I I, definitely after the season immediately, I was like, I definitely think I want to play football, even if it's at like D3. And um, at the time, uh, I had a few good friends who were older than me, um, who were already playing at Oshkosh at the time, UW Oshkosh, they play in the WEAC, which is like, um, they play with like UW Whitewater, which some people might be familiar with, but um, just a pretty competitive schools in Wisconsin at the D3 level, where it's a lot of kids who just like playing football, you know, it's not for Mm -hmm. the glory by any means, it's just, you know, you continue to play at the next level and you can go win a national championship at the D3 level because they're they actually, again, the guys I was telling you about, they played in that. Um, and actually what would have been my grade, um, you know, played in a national championship. So actually looking back, it's kind of like, you know, I'm kind of jumping forward here, but um, definitely was uh, I, I was content with, um, you know, at the end of the day, not playing college ball. So I did think about playing senior year. I was like, you know, I want to get after it and I actually went up for the camp at Oshkosh um, that summer. Um, So the summer after my senior year graduating um, and uh, just kind of decided and and realized, especially because of the uh, the eligibility. So I was going to gray shirt, which is like red shirting. If people are familiar with that um, at the D1 level, the only drawback of the gray shirting is you don't get to practice with the team. So you're basically just working out. So this Mm -hmm. kind of evolves into where we are now, where I was like, hmm, you know, 18 year old kid like most 18 year old kids, not really thinking about what tuition is going to cost or all those factors. And it was in state, you know, I think it would have been like 14 grand or whatever for the year. Um, But I'm like, I'm not even going to play, you know, because I went to the camp thinking I kind of was like, maybe I'll I'll get to make the team. But I quickly realized that, you know, even though I was okay, I was all conference honorable mention in the classic gate in Wisconsin. So pretty decent, even though our team wasn't bad, but it's not it's not the same. You're, you're at another right. level, Joe, whether it's D3 or not. And so I started to realize like, no, you're just going to pay a lot of money and you're going to work out with a bunch of other guys who are working out. So I recalibrated, talked to a lot of people and decided that I was going to go back home, go to community college, take a year and just work out on my own and work out with a few other guys that I knew were around town where I was from. And quickly I started to really fall in love with doing my own research and training So, I segued from basically that summer of training. I used their program because I got the program from UW Oshkosh. Awesome program, full body, really athletic based. Really, really put in the most dedication I ever have. Probably gained maybe five, 10 pounds. Actually started to eat a little bit more. Still didn't know much about macros or anything like that. Um, But then, then I came home, started to really, you know, I I was pissed. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I thought I was gonna make the team, you know, thought I had a chance. Quickly realized that wasn't the case. So, I just came right home. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and from there, yeah, things shifted. I just really put my head down, started to try to get as strong as I possibly could started to eat as much as I could and i I did and I realized I started to learn about macros that was actually at the time shout out three dmj I bought the muscle and strength pyramids I started mm-hmm. my Instagram at that time and started just posting videos even if you scroll back it's a lot of like probably like almost four thousand posts which just is- Crazy, but if you go all the way, yeah. If you go all the way back, it's literally just me. You know, at a local, it was was an experienced fitness. It was a Cardinal Fitness before that. This little strip mall gym, and I started putting in work there. And yeah, I learned a lot. That when I got the muscle and strength pyramid, that's when I started to realize, like, okay, like this, there's a why behind things. And I was always that kid. Like I was always the annoying Mm -hmm. kid. My math teacher hated me because in math there was always she'd be like, this is the equation that we're doing. Miss Hubman, she's like, hey, this is the equation we're doing. And I'll be like, why do we do this equation? she would be like, it just because it is. And I'm like, that doesn't, that's not okay. Like, you need to give me a why, you know? <laughs> but once I yeah. learned that, I started to realize like, okay, that's when you can get the momentum really churning. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I did those kind of quickly had some people start reaching out to me and, you know, ask about my training, how I was getting the results I was. And, you know, light bulb goes off. Like, maybe you should, you should do some training, Joe. Like, maybe this is mm-hmm. up a good path for you.
1: So this is what year about?
0: Yeah, so it's my freshman year of college. So at the time Mm -hmm. I was going to school, speaking, and you mentioned uh, academics, I was going to school for high school to be a high school history teacher. So secondary Mm -hmm. education with a history minor, and so in my mind, you know, I like teaching, but I'm like, maybe you can teach people some things you're learning right now. You know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. And and do some things you really enjoy. And so basically, that whole year I went to, I was still going to school, still just training still thinking maybe still want to play football, maybe thinking about going back to Oshkosh, thinking about maybe going to a local college by me, Um, just kind of feeling out my options. And uh, this is about
1: like 2012 ish, right? Somewhere around in
0: there. So I graduated high school in 2014. Yeah. So 2014. So this was 2014. So it would have been 2014, end of 2014, um, and then into 2015. Um, And then the summer of 2015 was actually about the time. So I was really actually taking on online clients at that point kind of doing you know one off like meal plans like you know just simple things like that for friends and family mainly and a few other people um mm-hmm. and and one actually someone locally um in a gym locally which I ended up working at which is Body by Design at the time um it's a local boot camp you know oriented gym that like yoga and different things like that private personal training um i actually knew someone who worked there so essentially we we, uh, we, we connected and they were looking for trainers at the time. And so they knew that I was doing my online thing. And I was like, this is perfect. Cause I definitely want to train. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in a private facility. And so it was like, perfect because I knew I needed mm-hmm. experience. And so then I got, um, I think the first certification I got was like ACE, I believe. And, um, and then over the course of, uh, my couple of years there, I think I did like the NASM certification as well. Um, so this was like back in 2000, I was gonna say, so it was like 2015, the summer, and then for like two years, um, yeah, I just grinded. I was doing my online thing as well. Um, a lot of you might know if you followed my page back then. It's like the Green Lime Green Gym. So I had a ton of content from back in the day there. But yeah, I coached people from all walks of life. It was really, really valuable. I, you know, I had clients like in their seventies, and then I had clients, you know, that were kids in sports. You know, everything in between. And um, yeah, my long-term plan. I always knew I wanted to go online. I always knew that I wanted to focus on that completely, but I knew that gaining that experience in person in, in, in person was going to be key and vital. So yeah, then yeah. basically, um, a few things at the gym kind of happened a little bit of, um, uh, just kind of some, uh, structure with things that made sense where it was a good time to, you know, recalibrate and maybe go completely online. And, um, so yeah, so that was about it actually what would have been maybe a year before I met you, James, then, um, so probably like two thousand sixteen um, 2017, um, probably even in the same year, um, I, you know, jumped ship and kind of went solo on my own with my own coaching company. And so I had already been kind of building things up at that point and, um, you know, kind of, kind of rolling things from there. But yeah, at that point, my, my focus was all solely on really just getting as big as I could and kept that rolling. And I was, I was really trying to do my best with that. I was able to get up to about 150 pounds, comfortably finally filled out my, my high school football, uh, depth chart weight that I lied about and, you know, pipe dreamed, but, but I made it there. Right. And so it was always funny because, you know, of course I, I decided actually to not play college football. I decided to keep things rolling and just focus on training. And that, that summer I decided to obviously start working as a personal trainer. So football was, was no longer in the cards. And so it was always hard. Like, you know, it was very tough. I'm sure James can relate when you give up a sport or you stop playing those competitive sports that you have for so long. It's, it was a tough decision, but looking back, you know, I think I had it sh- like shoved right in my face where it was like, Hey, these guys you literally went to camp with went and played in a national championship. You know, do you regret that, you know, kind of in your mind and I don't. And then, like it, my path led me to where I am today. And I think that that's, you know, whether it's cliche or not, it's, it's the truth. And so, um, you know, that, that experiment of maybe wanting to play college ball led me to realize that training is something I love, you know, and it also mm-hmm. made me realize like this you can keep doing, whether you make the team, whether no matter what happens, this is a a thing you can do. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. So yeah. So yeah, really focused on uh, the natural bodybuilding side of things and started to really just try to uh, put on as much muscle as I could try to get as strong as I could. And um, yeah. And then, and then um, once I realized I wasn't going to play football anymore, um, my, my kind of overall sort of motivation shifted a little bit and yeah, I really wanted to, uh, to squat like, I wanted to hit four or five. That was a main goal of mine. And then I just wanted to get as big as I possibly could. But, um, but yeah, I think when I met James, you know, even then, I think James probably asked me back in the day. He was like, why, do, why don't you want to compete? Why don't you want to compete? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that something you always, uh, I was pushing you. I was pushing you. Always hard wondered? To. you a, yeah,
1: for, yeah. For those that, thoughts on that are only. Yeah. So for those that are just now following Joe and seeing him like running, maybe a little bit downsized, but still with a good amount of muscle, Joe at the time, like, I mean you you've always been lean from what i've seen you've never been the one like like myself like i get heavy in the off season i literally can't i don't think
0: i don't think i really can but no go ahead so like
1: you have had like separated quads since i've met you (laughs) like just casually (laughs) so i you know big rib cage already lean it's like dude you're like the epitome of classic just to like go do a show when i met you like you were Now, the standards have increased, you know, since in those years, right? Like Mm -hmm. people are just getting leaner and leaner now. But like back then, 2017, you could have walked on stage and won a local show like right then and there. So it was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is my dream. I can't do it. Why are you not doing it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Always, always interesting. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's a question that I've definitely been asked a lot. You know, it's something that I definitely have thought about doing. Um, but when I sit down in my heart of hearts, um, and think about what I truly enjoy, I truly enjoy the process. And I, I, I mean, there's no question that I enjoy the art of bodybuilding. I have respect for anyone who competes. I, I enjoy it. Like I, you know, I just bought the, uh, the, the latest championship for, uh, the, what is it? WMF, uh, you know, so WMF, I, yeah. I follow things. Yeah. And I like, I, you know, I'm maybe not as close as, you know, or as obviously, um you know as a an ambassador of the sport like james is just because i don't compete but i definitely very much support it because as a natural athlete and as someone who really have have learned a lot from many natural bodybuilders and natural athletes in general um it's something that i i definitely you know want to help support and and push but the competing aspect you know and, and i tell this to my clients too um and i think there's a lot of people who do have this view as well where it's like you know, if you don't have that passion for it and you're just maybe doing it for outside, you know, satisfaction or, um, you know, just because everyone else wants you to um, and it doesn't like light that fire underneath you. And I think this a lot of people maybe who do compete can even relate to this, maybe on a level of like knowing when they should compete. I think that is just something I've never really had, you know, in the training itself. You know, and it's like, yeah, like, you know, it'd be really cool to go push myself up there, but it's just a very subjective sport. Um, And I'm already subjective enough and hard on myself, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think it made me kind of think like, okay, from a body image standpoint, you know, or just, you know, what's best for my mental health as well. Um, And also, even though I am pretty lean, I knew I would have to get leaner and want to get leaner. And that takes Mm -hmm. its toll, you know, that has its aspects that are negative as well in a certain realm. Um, And so yeah, I just never it's never really aligned. It's never really made sense. Um, And it's interesting. Cause I'll never say never, you know, I, I definitely won't. And being around mm-hmm. you guys, it definitely makes me interested in it and it pushes me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and it's still something you'll see. I mean, you see me still doing some posing. I still enjoy that. I still like enjoying, uh, you know, seeing what, seeing what muscle I can hold on to. Um, and, um, and also it's fun too. Cause I can, it's inter- been interesting to see like what I can kind of get away with, how little I can mm-hmm. get away with, or the other end where it's like, when I do ramp things up, like how quickly I can regain muscle, so at the time, I was really focused on strength and really focusing solely, as James has said at the time, on, on a lot of squatting and a lot of things that built up my legs. It's funny enough that James mentioned my quad because I was always actually pretty lower half dominant, especially after I started gaining muscle initially because of the lifts that I was doing for football at the time. So I was doing a lot of squats, doing especially as, as a younger um, even high schooler uh, doing a lot of like, you know, power cleans and things like that. We weren't doing a lot of curls or anything like that. So once I started to delve into the strength side of things, I gained a lot of strength pretty quickly, actually. And so I started to realize, you know, I had some good potential there. But then once again, like I mentioned, I, I bought the 3DMJ, you know, muscle and strength pyramids, the nutrition pyramids, and especially the muscle and strength pyramids. I started to learn, you know, about hypertrophy training specifically, what that even meant you know like okay you can specifically train to grow muscle in a little bit different way than you would be training if you were still playing football joe and so i started to learn a lot of that nuance that you know was lacking really and, and you know it was just me doing programs that i was given you know rather than me learning or putting my pro- program together based on my goals and so at that point once i you know i think it was probably the the time in which i i had early on met james I really started to focus more on those bodybuilding principles along with the the powerlifting or strength side of things. Um, and, you know, it could be kind of, you know, considered a power building sort of approach. But my main goal at that point was to try to hit 405. Um, I wanted to squat 405. And so I, I believe I didn't do that until about 2018. Um, and so 2018 was finally when I was able to hit 405 at around, I believe it was like 155. And, um, I wanted to do it all the way down. So, you know, it's is a full depth, you know, if you've ever seen me squat, it's, I, I bring that, uh, power that, um, uh, the power will full clean in this case, the Olympic lifting style into my squat for sure. Um, I use that stretch reflex. And so, yeah, once I hit that, that was like my main goal, speaking of bodybuilding and kind of my competing aspirations, I found like more of a fire when I was really trying to chase that than I was when I was thinking about maybe doing a prep you know, and again, it's nothing against anyone who likes that sort of thing. But it's just the same way that some people are like, Joe, I would never want to do a a running prep or do a marathon or something like you're doing, you know, and I respect that totally, like I totally do. But, you know, I can see just like you might be able to see from my aspect, like, you know, where where someone would totally enjoy that, you know, I, I do get that. And again, I'll never say never with it. But at that point, this was again, about 2018. And after I did that, I really actually stopped squatting super heavy as well. I I really kind of refocused because I was like, okay, well, I know this is really, and and it was something I really focused on. Like I was squatting a lot, multiple times a week, kind of like more of like a power lifter would still getting my, you know, upper body sessions in and doing my thing there. But yeah. And I would even pull out like deadlifts a lot. I was really squat specific, but I was able to deadlift 455 for two. Um, And deadlifts is something I'd never really tried to push too much just because of the give and take. And, you know, I'm not a true power lifter. Again, I've never competed in that either, but it's, more so, just training goals. You know, I
1: guess and you could say people I'm a train- don't understand. People don't understand how like just how fatiguing some of those lifts can be when you're hitting like heavy doubles and triples repetitively, like across a long period of time. Like I did the same thing. Like my body weight's significantly higher, so like proportionally you're significantly stronger there. But like I wanted to hit 405, and I like worked it, worked it, worked it, and those months leading up to it, like heavy hard triples to near failure, like blowing blood vessels in your face and nearly passing out, and just like it's it's hard especially for someone who's not like I'm not strong and I'll tell anybody that like to the normal person yeah like deadlifting a couple hundred pounds is cool but like there's people out there lifting like seven eight hundred pounds now casually so like and I knew I would never do there but yeah like not take away from from what you were saying but yeah it's it beats you up and if you're not competing at some point I feel like everybody goes like what the hell am I doing like why am I doing this
0: Well, and and for like squats, at least I could, because, and this is actually when, you know, we started learning more about like research. So I started to, you know, learn that, you know, maybe it's not even ideal from like a muscle building standpoint to, you know, be doing these lower rep ranges and that sort of thing. But I did start to learn that even though I am doing that, if I'm pushing myself, you know, pushing myself to the limit, James is mentioning that, you know, and the proof is in the pudding that there's no question my quads are going to get bigger. So at least with the squats, I was able to kind of put myself in the mindset like, okay, your quads are getting bigger, it's benefiting you. But when I would do deadlifts, it truly was just one of those things, especially conventional. you know, I I just didn't see the give and take. And it it was very much just because I wanted to try it, you know, I wanted to test myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, whether it's ego, or whatever you want to call it, and definitely was a component to it. But, you know, it was like, I just really didn't see a give and take, you know, of the return after a while. And so um, after that, I would say pretty much like from 2018, after that point, up until about, uh, really at the beginning of like the kind of the pandemic, I was really focused on like a bodybuilding style approach. And that's when I think I probably got my biggest. Um, I was able to get up to around like the 165 mark again, which I had done in the past. Um, like the heaviest I've ever been is like 170. And that like, kind of like James was saying, like that is like me. And I have a really fast metabolism. I'm one to definitely, you know, I think there's kind of uh, I think Jeff Nippard making a video about kind of the ranges of body fat and kind of how there's different ranges based on the person and. Um, mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of nuance to that, but it was something that I started to realize, like, I'm definitely a leaner, whether, you know, when I'm eating a ton or not. And so I was able to eat like, like 3,500 calories, 4,000 calories, you know, pushing myself to get to that point. And I would gain weight and I definitely could, if I could keep pushing myself. But again, kind of that give and take, you know, nutrition wise this time, you know, so mm-hmm. I was like, again, I'm like, Joe, you're not going to compete. And it's just, so it's like, okay, well, maybe like, what's, what's the point, you know, like, do you really mm-hmm. need to, you want to keep going with this, you know? And so um yeah and so th- that was like all of 2019 really focused on you know pushing myself on that side of things um and uh you know was doing like for instance like i pulled out the squats so you know maybe i'd do them here or there but it was like you know leg presses and hack squats and you know just mm-hmm. again like james was saying kind of we're banking on more of that you know fatiguing um or excuse me less fatiguing sort of exercise with the you know much more bang for your buck stimulus wise um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. And so that's kind of when, uh, kind of like, I would say right when like the kind of the like, pandemic happened and a little bit before that I had started running a little bit, you know, I actually had one of my friends at the time, um, who had ran in in cross country in college. Um, we started going for like two mile runs. He's like, you gotta be able to run like 20 minutes, dude. He's like, most people can't even run for 20 minutes. And of course me being reluctant, I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude, I can do that. You know, I got a rep for the the strength in, uh, you know, bodybuilding side. Right. So I go out these Mm -hmm. runs and I'm not going to lie. I definitely suffered at the beginning and I used to, and I didn't really mention it, but I did run track in, in middle school and I ran the 800. So, and, and I ran like, I think my best was like a 218 which that's pretty good. It's, it's not, it's not terrible. It's two laps on the track. It was pretty solid. Um, I wasn't always the fastest, but it was pretty decent. So I have, I had a running background, right. But I quickly realized that, you know, me just doing, you know, that, whatever, uh, you know, five years prior to that, it was not, it was not
1: sufficient. Was so no carryover. Huh? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So at that point as well, I think it was the time I, I bought a, a mountain bike. Uh, I had I used this like Goodwill bike and went to a few trails by my house and was like, Oh, this is fun. You know? And so actually like right at the beginning of um, 2020, ironically, um, even before the pandemic and all that crap happened, I was planning on getting a mountain bike literally kind of like that winter And, um, yeah, so at that point, you know, then the gyms closed and things shifted a little bit. And so I had access to a gym that had like dumbbells, you know, like some, uh, some, some of the essentials, but nothing, you know, like, no cable machines or anything like that. And so, um, I was lifting usually like one to three times per week. Um, and of course, you know, I'm thinking like my gains are going to be gone. You know, I kind of like became one with it at that point where like Mm -hmm. the world's going to end, you know, we didn't know how crazy it was going to be um and if you also don't know I uh, if you follow my page uh my grandma at the time was like a huge part of my life so I was like a very big uh you know like caregiver for her so like of course like you know I'm like okay you know I don't want to be doing things I don't need to and so I kind of just like was really smart about where I was going you know so I started running a lot and I started mountain biking um because I knew I was you know away from people and you know I started doing those things and uh on top of the gym sessions that I was able to get in um a couple times a week and so I'm like yeah Like, let's, you know, keep the lungs healthy. Let's really push ourselves there. And it was from that mindset. Like, it wasn't like, you know, I didn't have any like structured goals at that point. Um, But yeah, the craziest part. So like that was, you know, a couple of years. So like 2021, basically, I was still kind of doing that same sort of thing. Started to run a little bit more. Um, And actually in 2021, still like mountain biking, doing that sort of thing. Um, My girlfriend, uh, she was like, hey, like we should do, you know, we should do a duathlon. And she had bought a road bike at the time um and so uh i got a road bike of course because again competitive nature i'm like let's get out on the road together something we can do together and yeah so i was running a couple miles at the time and so then we do it for a duathlon so those who don't know what a duathlon is it's basically just a triathlon without the swim that's like what i agree to because i'm like i'm not swimming i'm a land mammal you know we're, (laughs) we're not venturing into that department yet right and yeah. so uh, she she used to swim that was one of the sports she did in high school she she wasn't she didn't do a ton of sports, but swimming was the one she did so I'm like, of course, you're like a little fish so yeah, so i we do a duathlon uh, I was the first time I really ramped my mileage up um in that lead up to the the duathlon, even though it was it was like a two mile run nineteen mile bike two mile run um so not super long with the run, but during that lead up um it was the, some of the longest runs I had ever gone on so I think prior to that, I just randomly went on like an eight mile run. You know, I probably watched a David Goggins video and like went out for an eight mile run like a few years prior. Right. And I was, de- I was dead. Like it was not a great, not a great time, but in this prep leading up to the draft line, I started researching things more. So I took the same approach. I took my coaching approach just like I would for someone who's a you know, strength athlete or someone who's trying to you know, get as big as they can naturally with hypertrophy training. And I'm like, you need to do some research. So I started to learn the actual aspects of things. And actually this is when I found Alex Vieta who owns uh, the complete, um, uh, uh, complete human performance. um, I believe, I I think I'm saying that right. Um, But he's really well known in in terms of like kind of making things all together in terms of like a hybrid Mm -hmm. approach. Um, And so my mind was kind of blown where I'm like, Oh, like, this is kind of cool. Like this makes sense. And it also really makes sense for someone who's like, you know, a tactical has tactical needs like whether you're like in the army, any military, you know, police, um, even like firefighters or EMTs of any kind. So you know, I started to realize I'm like, oh, this could be really helpful from my clientele as well. And if you don't know, a lot of my clients are general population. I've prepped a few people in the past just because obviously that was something that you know I was uh, I was kind of into, but it wasn't something I really you know focused on. It was a lot of general general health. So I worked with people in the military, and I worked with people that are in this sort of field. And so I like was like maybe you could kind of learn from you know, what you're not doing right now and take some bits and pieces from that. And so, yeah, so during the duathlon, I really started to learn a lot and um, getting to the point before the duathlon, I was able to run a half a marathon, which if you would have told me when James and I were doing that podcast in 2017, that I was going to run a half marathon ever, I would have probably told you that you're crazy. Cause I definitely didn't think that James, I don't think mm-hmm. you probably would have thought that that was going to happen back then. Would no. you, would you have thought?
1: No. Well, and it's funny, right? Because around that time, so you, you ran and it caught and stuck and you like took that path i was forced to run and was like never again you did never what? again i didn't so know this. i did um, need more yeah, about yeah, yeah. This. i did one it? race one actual race ever besides like the little 5ks that i don't count right because like it, that was like back in college it's i was a soccer console. player i can well but like for me it's like i should be able to run three miles if i'm a college soccer player but no this was um one of those charity runs i forget what the kilometers was but i know it was like just shy of 10 miles is what it converted to so like shot just shy of a half. And I trained for it with my wife. Um, she was like big into running at the time and I was big into lifting. So it was like, I make her lift. She makes me run. Um, and I signed up for like the 5k, I think for this charity run. She was like, no, like if we're going to run, we're going to do a real race. I was like, fuck, all right, like, let's do it then. And we trained for months and months and months. And my father was a runner. My brothers were runners at certain points. And they're always like, oh, like the runner's high. You just got to keep going. You'll get there. Me, like the whole time I'm like in pain, doesn't feel good. Like I never found it. I was like, this sucks. So I did it. And the whole time, this is, I tell this story all the time. She, the whole time in training was like, I'll stay with you. I won't be competitive. Like this is for us. Like, we're just going to mm-hmm. do it together. I kid you not mile three. I couldn't see her anymore. Just going, just ghosted me. <laughs> so I got stuck like in between groups. She finished 15 minutes ahead of me. <laughs> and I still had a respectable. It took me like an hour and a half, right on the dot, to finish the like just shy ten miles. So it wasn't bad. It was a decent pace, but I finished it. My knees were killing me. My lungs felt like they were like ripped out of me, and I was like, that was not fun whatsoever. <laughs> so
0: there is there is a lot I've learned, and I think this is kind of this this is where I'm like, and it's been fun for me because I'm so new to it, right? Where you know I do have a little bit of background in running, but. I started to learn a lot of parallels. Cause that almost reminds me of like, you know, when someone who has never lifted before, then they go into the gym and they just beat themselves down. And it's like, mm-hmm. obviously you can't just be like, well, this is exactly what you're doing wrong. But like, even then I can be like, you know, maybe like a lot of your training, we you were running too fast during the actual training of it. That's, that's a common thing. Then also like, it seems really like stupid, but like with like the, the pain sort of thing um, just like even shoes wise, like that can be a factor, you know, like, so there's all these like little things where like, I learned now that are kind of like almost segues or, you know, even with cardio, that's why, like, I think I posted today, like, you know, you don't have to run, like, it's not like you have to run, like, and that's where I love biking too. That's one of my favorite things. Um, you know, so, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, I I get it. Like, I definitely know it's not for everyone and that's where I don't like push it upon people. Um, you Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause yeah, no, we did the duathlon and I really enjoyed it, but I, I definitely uh, realized that I definitely don't want to do a triathlon. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, that, that side of things I can relate to, but for me, it was something that I realized that it would be better. I think if I have a little bit of mixture of everything from what mm-hmm. I do and from my aspect of things. Um, And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is just like with my goals also that does help that, you know, that my girlfriend enjoys it too. And it's a lot of things we can do together, but she lifts too. Like she's, she crushes it in the gym as well. And so we both kind of do that. And so we kind of have like molded that together and then, you know, been able to benefit each other from that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely something where I would have never expected, you know, to now and then kind of in after that, I've kept running and, you know, kind of find the balance. And that was the cool part. Um, after those those couple of years of like lifting only a couple of days a week and running, and you know thinking my muscle would waste away, I'm uh, only about ten pounds lighter. So I'm about like one forty five usually, um, mm-hmm. typically, and kind of like usually between like one forty and one fifty, depending on you know I literally can fluctuate that between five to ten pounds just depending on how much I'm eating, if I'm under eating, which I can do really easily, unfortunately. Um, And the other side of things, if I'm really, you know, on top of things it can creep up pretty quickly. So that's been fun. So it's like right now I have, um I'm signed up for a marathon in April. Um, So that's like the next big step. So I think I, and, I, and my half marathons, I didn't even do a race. I'm like one of those crazy people who just went out and did it by myself. Um, And for some reason, I like it like that better. Cause even though like the race is like, yeah, you get the excitement of everything. Like it's like nerve wracking for me. So I'm like the guy yeah. who's like, just does it randomly so um so yeah so and you know i've pushed myself a few times since then but um we did actually sign up officially for a race um and my girlfriend and i are gonna do it together so we did not agree to uh any any uh you know pacing together but uh we'll see we'll see what what happens there but um but yeah so it's gonna be fun because then from there i'll probably definitely be craving get back, you know, focusing on the gym, but, but even there, like right now, I'm, I'm still, I squatted like 275, uh, last week. Um, so I'm still throwing in squats every, every once in a while. Um, even though it is very taxing, kind of speaking of that fatiguing wise compared to like the running aspect, um, for running faster mm-hmm. paces, it's definitely not ideal, but I do throw it in every once in a while, just because it helps me kind of make sure that, you know, my mm-hmm. uh, I'm really maximizing the, uh, the muscle activation and, making sure i'm keeping that around so so being about 10 pounds lighter not really focusing on it a ton to be able to still squat you know pretty close mm-hmm. to uh you know relative wise uh you know where i was around that 155 mark it's pretty pretty nice you know and then being able to push that a little bit you could get back up there so yeah um, yeah and so let's, and, no, let's go dive ahead.
1: into that real quick because um, yeah. i think this this could be something like obviously we want to learn about you and your history but this could be something that other people can take away too yeah You've talked about continuing the training for muscle retention purposes, mm-hmm. right? Just, and that's a more like a physique aesthetic goal. Do you find yeah. that the training is benefiting your running as well? And like, what message would you put out to people who are runners, right? Because there's a really bad stigma, at least from what I've seen working with high school athletes and runners in general, that like, oh, I'm going to get slower. Uh, I'm wasting my time, you know, all those kind of things. So speak to that.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's funny, because like I was mentioning before, I'm kind of seeing the segues on both sides of it. And being in a little bit of both of the worlds now, it's so unfortunate, because I see people who are like lifters that like just bash cardio, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I mean, you maybe not like running, which is fine. But it's like, there's probably something you could enjoy doing, or like, maybe just throw in again, that you, I think I posted today, like, you hate the least, right? I think that's a good way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, again, on the same other side, I see runners, who And you might not know this very much, but when you start to get into that field, you're like, why are you bashing lifting? Like, no, no, no. Like, this could be something that could make you a better runner and make you just literally able to run for longer in terms of your lifespan. Like, So it's very interesting because I would say from the aspect, and this is why I continue to lift. Because, yes, maybe for the short term, if I just stop doing upper body training, if I focus only on the leg exercises that are only going to be bettering me for and this is where some of the runners aren't even doing these. If I only focused on those exercises that help me with running in the short term, it would help me. But I know that in my, when Joe's, you know, 60, 70 and 80 years old, you know, God, God, God willing, I get there. We want to have as much muscle as we can when we do get there. So I know yeah. that even that mu- that upper body, that, you know, muscle that it might not help me with the running. It's like, how specific do I really want to get my training? You know, and what's that give and take for myself. So that's where like James is saying, Totally. It's from not only that aspect, but it's from a physique assessment aspect where I want to just be able to go to the you know, beach and take off my shirt and feel comfortable still, you know, not wither away. Um, but I'm also finding that balance of like, what amount can I get away with where I'm still able to maintain or maybe even gain a little bit upper body wise, but that doesn't take away from my running workouts completely. Same with my legs, right? Where what amount of lifting do I need on the lower body side um, or like squats, you know, I'll throw those in every, every once in a while. Um, but otherwise, like, what exercises can I get away with, you know, keeping the activation? Um, and this is mm-hmm. where runners can really benefit, because if you're not able to activate the muscles in your legs effectively, and if you're not doing anything other than running, a lot of times that can start to start to actually, you know, wither away on you. And actually, the, the neural adaption of you activating those muscles can, can start to have some uh, problems. And it just doesn't really help you to to um to have that when you're trying to run obviously as, as efficient as, as you possibly can. But the other thing, and this is something that I've started to find out with, you know, trying to you know, avoid injury. Um, and I don't really have pain ever. Right. I don't have much of that happen. And I realized because it's because I lift and it's because I'm working those tendons, strengthening the ligaments, tendons, and joints in a way that a lot of runners aren't doing because they're not putting those um, joints, tendons, and ligaments under load. Um, and so I think that's where a lot of times, again, even if you did one session a week as a runner, just with the lifts that are going to be specific to running, even if you don't want to do anything but that, which is fine, you will benefit as a runner. And again, you'll you'll stay a lot more injury free, not that you, running specifically is going to you know cause you to be injured, but if you're doing it, especially at a high level, and you're mm-hmm. really pushing yourself. Um, and you're not taking these into consideration especially for people that are listening to this or even people that are just recreational runners um, if you're not doing some sort of lifting that can be a detriment for your ability to continue to run and run Um, Mm pain-free and so it's uh, it's definitely something that I think is neglected on both sides you know like I was saying so um, yeah but um, it's been fun finding that balance and uh, finding that give and take because as I do get closer to the marathon I probably will ease off the gas in certain aspects but that's been the fun part with the hybrid training where you know you can push mm-hmm. the gas pedal on one side you know w- when you want to and kind of let off the other you know and, and kind of get, use that as a give and take for yourself so um mm-hmm. yeah but uh hopefully that answers your question about kind of the the aspect yeah. of training yeah you know, absolutely. That, can, that can
1: help man and there's, that's a whole like podcast episode we could dive into, right? Like oh, the yeah, benefits well, of strength training for run, you know, for runners and vice versa, the benefits exactly. of for bodybuilders. And that, maybe that's a round table we do with the whole gang. Um, I would I think, love to I talk about I like that. that idea. So we'll, we'll save that one. Um, so I, I think maybe, you know, we're kind of caught up to date on your current goals. You're obviously, you know, you've joined up with us, you're going to be taking over. Let's talk about that. Right. So everyone knows like I bodybuild and I rehab clients, right? So listening to this podcast they can almost assume kind of where your niche is and where your specialty is maybe but for you, what's the ideal client or like who who should reach out to you?
0: Yeah, honestly. So, it, and that's kind of what segued me into the kind of training that I do now, where it's like, I, I'm very much someone who really realigns my goals with my values, right? And so my values as a person, you know, are to eventually, you know, have a family and, you know, be here as long as I can, be able to run around with those kids, you know? So I kind of recalibrate like, okay, like I probably need a little bit of weight training, you know, I need a little bit of running or not running, but cardiovascular training. Um, and, you know, I need to fit that in something that also makes me enjoy what I do, right. And, and Mm -hmm. fit the mold within that. And so for people who, you know, are just, you know, whether you're an athlete in the past or whether you've never been an athlete, you know, you're usually at a point, you know, in life where you're like, okay, you know, I need something to keep me busy. And, you know, I need to, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe shed a few pounds or whatever situation you're in, or maybe gain some muscle. Um, if you, if you, you know, have been neglecting weight training, um and so for me i work most of the time with people who are just that general population and looking to just live a good life feel good have a lot of energy and so a lot of the people that i've worked with we we do what's called body recomposition and so i've definitely worked with a lot of people i've helped people lose over 100 pounds um but a lot of the people that i work with you know they maybe have a little bit of fat that they want to lose but you know they're not maybe in a terrible place um and so when we get them into a structured routine we really optimize just even a few things nutrition-wise, kind of like the same thing I did. You know, Once I just found a few little key factors, I'm like, oh, like, you know, it's not as complicated as it, as it might seem. Um, we've been able to really help them do both of the things that they want, where it's you know, able to have body recomposition occur, where we're able to build some muscle, build lean tissue and reduce uh, overall body fat, especially excessive body fat. And um, so for me, especially now um, with my hybrid approach, that's pretty much what I do for people as well, where I kind of give them the minimum effective dose of both of those things, you know, where they don't have to go run a marathon. You don't have to work with me on that, but if you did want to, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing where I'll, I'll take you as far as you want with that sort of thing. Um, but for people who are just in the general population, I think to live a good life, feel great, you know, and, and have the benefits of, you know, both cardiovascular training as well as weight training, um, you know, a few times a week of both and kind of fitting that around your life is exactly what I like to help do, um, and get you just feeling good, um, overall and, and and, and get you in a balanced place where where
1: it's sustainable. And I love that. I love that minimum effective dose term, right? So it is sustainable. Just like you said, it fits into their life instead of the opposite, right? Like what can we get away with where you can still go to all your kids' soccer games or, you know, not, you know, not have to wake up at the crack of dawn. And like, maybe there are sacrifices you make along the way, but it's not this like overly invasive approach that you might see with other trainers where they treat their 20 year old competitive bodybuilder the same as they treat their 50 year old soccer mom.
0: Well, exactly. And honestly, that is one of the main reasons where, you know, even in the past, I've never prepped people because I would be very quick to refer someone out to someone who I trusted that would give them, you know, an actual prep that not only is going to be um, from someone who really focuses on that but also does it in a way it 's going to be healthy, you know whereas for myself you know i i can't approach my general population clients the same way um mm-hmm. and uh I think that's the the interesting thing where um you know again for for myself to be able to delve into the different modalities that i'm doing in terms of uh running and you know biking and different things like that it's allowed me to kind of gain some perspective again for people who are just you know trying to stay active and start to move a little bit more. But yeah, the the minimum effective dose is everything for people who are living in life, you know, and even people maybe who have competed in the past, but, you know, they're at the point now where they're like, you know, I I got a lot going on. Um, Sometimes that's hard to, it is like coming out of almost like a structured um, or a team oriented sport where you're like, okay, what do I do now? You know, what does that look like now? And so um, that's, that's really where, uh, where I like to fit in and kind of fit the mold. And then also people who do want to maybe push it a little bit where they're like, no, I do want to. know get jacked a little bit and maybe i want to do some running or you know maybe not but i just want to focus on things as much as i can and take it seriously i'm all about that too so it's kind of you know i'm willing to meet someone wherever they are if they're willing to work that's the biggest thing but yeah it tends to be a lot of the uh the gen prop post you know post
1: uh athletes um so yeah that's the and that's a, that's a there's a need for that, right Like the vast majority of the population is not competitive bodybuilders or you know competitive power lifters and unfortunately that's that's where too many of us i think kind of find our niche because that's what we do so having someone like yourself on the team that is more of a you know kind of covers a lot of demographics and is more of the hybrid athlete. I think the hybrid athlete approach is becoming more popular, you know, thanks to CrossFit and all these other, you know, functional sports, the Spartan races, right? Like there's more and more of the gen pop that's heading in that direction because it does preach this most multidisciplinary approach that might in some regards be a little bit more sustainable. Like obviously CrossFit to a high degree is very technical, but like you're seeing like the scaling of that to your, your weekend warriors and stuff like that. So yeah, I, th- I think you fit that niche very well. Um, so to kind of close this out, um, if there's a message you might have for the listeners about like yourself in general, or something you want to really get across, and then I'm going to turn it right back over to you for the conclusion, since you are technically the host of this podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think hopefully that gives you guys, you know, some, some overall structure of kind of where I'm at and what, what led me to where I am now. I'm also going to be releasing a YouTube video, kind of going over this sort of same, same sort of thing about my story. Cause I think a lot of people who follow me for a long time. I think it's kind of a good thing to get across to them and like you were mentioning i think it's just a good story to to talk about for people maybe who don't feel like you know who are like myself where they really enjoy training and they're like well do i have to compete you know maybe i can't do that if i don't compete and it's like no no no. like you can literally fitness is like you can do it i think maybe that's a take-home message fitness can be completely what you want it to be you can make it whatever you want it to be and i think honestly for me what i've realized is the most fun that i have is when i'm completely fresh into, you know, a different aspect of fitness, and I have to learn and I have to build upon that. And I see that progress. And I think that that's been really fun. And I think being able to do that allows me to essentially, you know, again, like I mentioned, push the gas pedal on different, you know, aspects of things and makes those things really enjoyable when I do get back to it, maybe if I, you know, haven't done it or focused on it as much. And I think it, you know, allows me to really keep things fresh for myself. So, um, yeah I think the biggest thing I'll leave with you know anyone watching this is you know you could, again definitely there there's obviously core foundations you want to have in order to really you know optimize your health and everything but again make sure you enjoy what you're doing I think that's the biggest thing I think I've really found that out throughout my life if you don't enjoy it it, it makes it much more difficult of course there's gonna be days that suck but um, I'm really finding enjoyment in training again and what I'm doing and you know, whether people think I'm nuts for, uh, for it being aerobic based, you know, I, Hey, I I'm telling you, like James mentioned, it might take a while, but you get to that runner's high eventually. And, uh, might, may not be what you just, what you think it is. You know, it might be something yeah. a little bit different, but, um, but yeah, take home message is also, you know, again, focus on optimizing things overall and, you know, again, enjoying things. And that's the, that's the biggest thing I think you can, you can take home, especially for people who are just trying to feel good and, you know, live a long time and feel, uh, energized every day and Mm -hmm. focused so yeah but thank you guys for letting me uh let me tell you about myself and and get things get things uh rolling as far as my origin story but um we are going to be doing this for jake as well as well as our other coaches and um so look forward to that as well as other content that'll be coming out here very soon we'll be doing some q a's talking about research probably have jake on to talk about that as well and also just different topics that that we, uh, hear from you guys or just our clients or whatever that may be. So stay tuned
1: for that. And we will, uh, we will talk to you guys very soon.